Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. All month, we're highlighting women who led extraordinary lives of resistance. Today, we're talking about a woman who risked her own safety to bring aid to American forces imprisoned by the Japanese during World War II. Let's talk about Florence Finch. Florence was born on October 11, 1915, in the Philippines. Her mother was Filipino. Her father was American. He fought in the Philippines during the Spanish-American War and stayed after the war ended. When Florence was growing up, the United States had colonial power over the Philippines. After Florence graduated from high school, she began work in Manila at the U.S. Army Intelligence Headquarters, where she was a stenographer. There, she met Charles E. Smith, a chief electrician's mate in the Navy. In the summer of 1941, they got married. Four months later, Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, and America entered the Second World War. On January 2, 1942, the city of Manila fell to Japanese forces. The occupying army began rounding up American citizens, putting them in prisoner-of-war camps. Florence's husband, Charles, reported for duty. He ferried supplies by boat to stranded American and Filipino troops. During one of these trips, Charles's boat was hit by Japanese forces, and he was killed in action. Florence was widowed after just six months of marriage. Florence continued living in Manila under Japanese occupation. She hid the fact that she was an American citizen and started working at the Philippine Liquid Fuel Distributing Union. On paper, her job was to help the Japanese distribute gasoline, diesel fuel, and oil. But Florence had other plans. She began diverting fuel supplies to the underground resistance, sometimes up to 250 gallons of fuel a week. She also sabotaged shipments meant for Japanese troops. Florence then reconnected with her boss from the U.S. Army Intelligence Headquarters, Lieutenant Colonel Engelhart. The Japanese had imprisoned him in a POW camp, along with thousands of other Americans. He told her about the dire living conditions in the camps. There were often severe food shortages, and there wasn't enough medicine, soap, or clothing. Florence began smuggling supplies to the prisoners, often using her own money to do so. In October of 1944, Florence was caught and arrested. Japanese troops imprisoned her in a two-by-four-foot cell. It was so small, there wasn't enough room for her to stand up. Florence had to spend her days squatting. She was given just one bowl of rice gruel a day. During this time, Florence was repeatedly interrogated. Her interrogators would attach metal clamps to her fingers and repeatedly deliver electric shocks during questioning. Despite this torture, Florence never revealed any information. She was sentenced to three years of hard labor at the Women's Correctional Institution, right outside of Manila. She was there for months. 
When American forces freed Florence in February of 1945, she weighed just 80 pounds. Soon afterwards, Florence moved to Buffalo, New York, where her aunt lived. There, she joined the U.S. Coast Guard Women's Reserve, which she said was to avenge the death of my husband. After World War II ended, Florence left the Coast Guard and enrolled in secretarial school. She married Robert Finch, a U.S. veteran, and together they moved to Ithaca and had two children. Florence worked as a secretary at Cornell University. Her time in the war earned Florence important accolades. She was one of the first women to receive the Asiatic Pacific Campaign Ribbon. And in 1947, she received the Medal of Freedom. But for decades, no one but her close friends and family knew that she was a decorated war hero. Her daughter, Betty Murphy, later said, Women don't tell war stories like men do. That changed in the early 1990s. The Coast Guard sent out a survey to women in military service. When they read Florence's story, they were blown away. And in 1995, the Coast Guard named a new building in Hawaii after Florence. Florence died on December 8, 2016, at the age of 101. All month, we've learned about women of resistance. Tune in on Monday as we start a new month, highlighting some of our favorite episodes featuring villains, troublemakers, magic, and mystery in honor of October. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you on Monday.